609 on the morning news. Many factors contributed to students' need for personalized accommodation and support to achieve academically during rapid transitions online due to the COVID-19 pandemic. Our next guest has done research into ways universities can improve equity and access. We are joined by Assistant Professor, Educational Technology, Chair in Educational Leadership in the Innovative Pedagogical Practices in Digital Context at the University of La- uh, Université Laval, Nadia Nafi. Good morning to you, Nadia. Good morning. How are you? Good. That one word that I had trouble with, I wonder if you, I've never, ever heard of this word. Tell us what pedagogical is. Pedagogical, pedagogical yes. pro- uh, approaches. These are, these are approaches for, for teaching and learning. Okay. So these are like strategies that we use uh, to teach, yeah. Okay, good. Thank, I've, I've, I always say if I can learn one thing on the morning news uh, that I have this morning. Um, you know, let's, let's break this down because I think that sometimes we might lose sight of the fact that we know how that uh, COVID-19 has affected different businesses and organizations. But I guess to a large extent, universities and post-secondary institutions are no different. Absolutely. Absolutely. We've been affected really hard. And I can tell you, since March, we didn't have a break. None of us took a break as faculty members, but also as students. It's been very hard for everyone to make sure that we're we're trying to uh, ensure uh, a quality education and equitable evaluation uh, to our students. Students were suffering from all sorts, as you said, like their vulnerability uh, was uh, accentuated because of COVID. And uh, we had to move online. So we had also to make sure that our faculty members were able to teach online because it's not only the, the use of technology, but because we have all these different technologies that are now available to, um, to use in teaching and learning. That means that professors can actually use them to teach uh, and adequately to um, our students. So we had to go through training and making sure that uh, faculty members can use the technology, can adopt the um, the adequate and uh, uh, proper uh, pedagogical approaches to teach students, but at the same time we had all the issues uh, about equity, about students' access to these technologies. We had uh, students who couldn't use the technology or maybe didn't have access to even the material, the the, the internet, um, the equipment. So it was it was uh, really very hard since March, and we're still in uh, struggling with with that. And Nadia, I mean, let's face it, as much as it's most definitely been difficult for the teachers and educators to really get a program together for the kids that now are not able to go to school in person, difficult for them too. So what are some of the best practices that you at Laval and some of the other universities that have come together to figure out here? So what we're trying to do, first of all, we're making sure that you have accessible materials to to our students. We're trying to use digital technologies that are accessible to everyone. Um, We're making sure that all our lectures are recorded because we want to make sure that uh, we have this flexibility and participation uh, to our um, courses. So we we give the option to our students to follow our courses in a synchronous way or asynchronous way, especially when we think about students who maybe are sick or they are caregivers or they have, um, they, they have kids at home uh, who need to take care of these kids. So we make sure that we're not uh, limiting them to a very specific time to, um, to participate in our courses. We're looking at the whole evaluation approach to make sure, again, that we don't have these 
traditional tests and exams that were actually spreading these um, these uh, assessments throughout the semester in a way that they can be able to uh, to follow and really go through the learning experience without adding stress to them because we have many students who are very stressed because uh, not only they have to follow um, to be enrolled in our classes and really perform but they also have their life they are dealing with COVID, they are dealing with all the issues that are coming with COVID. So we need to make sure that, and this is what we're doing at University Laval and in all the universities that I spoke with and the teaching and learning centers that uh, I spoke uh, with worldwide, our main concern is to make sure that um, students who are going through these learning experiences were not adding stress to their lives because they're already facing a lot. Um, we're keeping track of students' needs. So we're constantly meeting with students, listening to them, making sure that we know what are the, uh, the struggles that they are facing to make sure that we're adapting to their needs. So it's really about flexibility and being responsive to their needs in order to make sure that these learning experiences are, uh, are successful and that they're not adding to their, you know, to the, to the suffering that everyone mm-hmm. is going through now. Nadia, even some of the basics, when you, when you really break it down, uh, you know, reading an article that you're quoted in on theconversation.com, uh, some students, uh-huh. uh, you know, didn't have access to a computer when they were, you know, sent home to study or Internet or even adequate bandwidth to support uh, some video conferencing. So uh, that could cause stress as well, because in the past, yeah, I think we're in a computerized world, but they could have been in their, you know, uh, in their sessions but now they're at home and even some of the technical requirements or even the, you know, the distractions from working at home can hinder their learning. Absolutely. So students, when they came to campus, everyone could have access to uh, our Wi-Fi, to our, you know, like in the machines in the libraries, etc. But when they were sent back home, they had to have access to their own, uh, to their own equipment. And many of the students didn't have access to that. Add to this, even when we went online, and that was a huge issue that we had to to, um, to deal with. Um, when we when we asked students to go uh, online with using their videos, uh, the re- we realized that many of the students actually didn't want to share this privacy because because of their different socioeconomic uh, status. So that was really invading their privacy when we, we asked them to um, to share their video uh, because we were seeing their background. So that was uh, an issue that then we decided that this is something that we will not, we will not request. And with Zoom uh, or any other um, now uh, platform, you can, for example, have this virtual background that would actually solve the problem. But we realized that many of the students, their, um, their equipment, their computers are so old that they are not compatible with this new feature. Mm. So even if this, is, this exists, uh, they can't actually use these virtual backgrounds. So... So even, you know, like these small details that could affect uh, the students and affect equity, when we talk about equity, yeah. Um, it's, uh, yeah, so we've been really focusing all on all these different details because we, again, we want to make sure that we're not putting our students uh, in a situation where they feel that they are not included or that they are, um, the situation is highlighted in a way or, uh, or we're invading their privacy, so... Yeah. Important conversation for sure. And uh, thank you for, you know, helping to make sure that these kids and whether it's at Laval or other universities are are getting the education they need and and are able to access it. So thanks for joining us this morning, Nadia. Appreciate your time. Thank you for having me. Have a good day. You too. That's Nadia Nafi, who's an assistant professor, educational technology at Laval University. Never thought of that. Some of the technical requirements when you're used to being there. And then all of a sudden you have to get all your, you know, your different lectures and Mm -hmm. such on 
And that does. As anybody who knows, the video applications uh, can really slow things down. And these students, uh, a lot of them are, you know, watching their pennies and don't have a ton of cash. So true. To get the fastest uh, internet possible and all that. Uh, you know, just to sort of uh, change gears a little bit, but staying in Quebec uh, since Laval, that's where, uh, you know, my sister actually went to university in Laval. I used to go and visit her at school and I'd sleep on yeah. her desk in her dorm room, really <laughs> comfortable. Uh, but Quebec uh, seeing really big COVID numbers right through the weekend. In fact, uh, recording the third straight day with over a thousand new COVID-19 cases, 12 more deaths as well. So Quebec and Ontario still really dealing with this and seeing uh, increasing numbers, we here in Alberta still doing quite well relatively. Well, those days when we have 160 new cases, 170 new cases, I think on Friday it was 122. The last, we'll get the numbers today from the weekend, mm-hmm. but if we have 160, we start to ring the alarm bells. They're just a little over twice the size of Alberta. And uh, so, you know, by the math, they should have about 300. Right. They have a, a thousand, uh, you know, in three days. Each, each day. Unbelievable. In the past 24 hours, two people have died due to the disease. An additional nine died just the week prior. And uh, it's, yeah, it's just, it's scary to watch the numbers mm-hmm. in, in both Ontario and Quebec continue to climb. And, and they're just really having a hard time getting things under control and talking about closing down the schools once yeah. again in Quebec. Yeah, kind of going backwards. And that's something we want to try to avoid here for sure. Right now, it's time for helicopter traffic for West District by Truman. Come visit the largest concrete built condos in the city.